Let's talk about racial profiling, also known as ethnic profiling. The term profiling or profiling itself um, can sometimes be, I guess you would consider kind of somewhat of an emotional topic. Um, criminal profiling was originally created by a retired special agent, John Edward Douglas, who created uh, criminal profiling for the purpose of um, criminal profiles to determine what type of people criminally would be suspect for creating certain types of crimes. And unfortunately, um, that concept was utilized to kind of carry over into um, the racial or the ethnic um, profiling type uh, environment. And it unfortunately has carried on obviously for years and years and years. And it is definitely an illegal process. Uh, it definitely violates our 14th Amendment but it is something that goes on and it is something that definitely is uh, something that goes on on a daily basis. It affects people of color, uh, people of all different types of racial groups, um, Muslims, uh, African-Americans, Latinos, and it has affected me personally. I've been a victim of racial profiling myself uh, it happens quite a bit. And, you know, I did a bit of research, which is how I found out uh, that this special agent uh, originally created the, the criminal profiling for the benefit of finding out which types of personalities or, <clears throat> excuse me, which type, types of persons are more prone to certain types of profiles. And it really stems from more so of a stereotype, thinking what type of people typically will create what types of crimes. Um, and there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of misinformation in there because um, there's no uh, specifics as to what ethnic groups, for example, to say that all Muslims are gonna be terrorists is, there's no basis to that to say that all Cubans are gonna be uh, bringing in illegal drugs, like it's all African-Americans are going to commit violent crimes or doing something illegal. Um, it is just, there's no basis to it. And it has been used, unfortunately, by law enforcement as a tool to terrorize and mistreat unfairly um, people of all different races. And it's something, unfortunately, that has been carried on and the court systems allow it because in order to prove that you are racially profiled, uh, it is now under an umbrella that says, well, they have probable cause. So you could say, well, you know what? I pulled you over because you fit the description of another African-American who was driving this same car, who has this same color um, shirt that you're wearing, who looks exactly the way that you look. So we had a very good reason to pull you over and detain you. Well, you happen to be a Cuban or someone who looks like you're of, of a Cuban ethnic group. So we decided to detain you because we thought you might be embezzling 
some type of drugs. And so we have a right to take you uh, in for questioning to make sure you're not illegally transporting drugs or so on for Muslims. And so that gives them leeway to terrorize and unfortunately mistreat a lot of groups. And that umbrella has unfortunately given um, law enforcement the um, authority to mistreat people unfairly. And it has caused a lot of harm as we know in our society. Well, guess what? It's happened to me on three different occasions. The first time that it happened to me, um, I was in the city of Fairburn and I was with my son and I was leaving a gas station and I saw the police officer waiting while I was getting gas and my son put air in my tire and I saw the police officer waiting to the, to the, in the, uh, on the side and as soon as we left the gas station, the police officer followed us, pulled us over and of course I stopped and he said, the reason he pulled me over was because my tag was screaming. What my tag was screaming, not really sure. My tag was registered. It was not expired. I had insurance. My driver's license was not expired. My registration was up to date. All of my registration information was current. I don't sell drugs. I've never sold drugs. I've never done anything illegal. My son at the time was a teenager. He's never sold drugs. There was no drugs in our car. He's never done anything illegal. There was no justification to why he stopped us. My car was had the proper registration and he proceeded to do uh, to run the registration on the car. We sat there probably 45 minutes to an hour. I guess he was checking and rechecking and checking and rechecking and checking and rechecking. And when he couldn't find anything wrong, he let us go. And we fully cooperated because we weren't going to give him any reason to, of course, you know, cause any harm to us. <clears throat> and it was a very scary experience. And you know, there was no justification for it. So to say, you know, we fit some type of profile, I don't know what profile it was. I don't know what about my tag was unusual. It was properly secured to my car. Uh, it was current, as I mentioned. So I, I, I don't know other than I was Af an African-American woman and my son was an African-American male. It was a very terrifying experience. Uh, the second time it happened, I was in the city of Fayetteville and it was around the holidays and it was my son and my daughter and we had just finished shopping and we were headed home and a Fayetteville police officer stopped us, wanted to know where we were headed. We were headed home. I wasn't speeding, didn't break any laws. Again, wanted to know where, where were we coming from. We were coming from shopping. Wanted to know, well, why were we in that area? Again, we were coming from shopping. Shine the light in my son's eye. Shine the light in the back seat of the car. Looked around with the flashlight in the car. 
didn't, couldn't find any reason to stop us, ran the registration on the car, went basically through the same process after having us sit there, couldn't find any reason to give us a citation, released us. Again, we fully cooperated. No idea why he stopped us, again, other than three African-Americans, two, <laughs> two at the time minors, um, and just stopped us. Again, This there was no justification for it. And to know that, you know, I'm a taxpayer, I'm a law-abiding citizen, I have not done anything illegal, my children haven't done anything illegal, and we're just minding our business, doing our work. I, I, you know, I'm doing what any normal person would have done. And I experienced that type of treatment unfairly for no justification. We didn't fit any type of criminal profile. We didn't, no one was looking for us. So we, we didn't, they never said, well, you fit the description of someone that we were looking for. Both times that never happened. And then the third time, we, my daughter and I were in um, Chattahoochee Hills. I am a licensed real estate agent. I'm often out looking at property um, for people previewing property. Uh, not uncommon for me to be anywhere in the state of Georgia looking at property out and about. This particular day, I had just wrapped up my work day and was headed out to um, look for get some dinner. I saw the police officer. He followed me maybe about two or three miles. Finally turned the light on and on. I pulled over. He wanted to know where I was headed. It was broad daylight. Proceeded to look in the car. Nobody in the car but me and my daughter who's often with me when I'm out uh, previewing property. Wanted to know where I was headed. Sir, I'm just finishing up my work day. Headed out to look for get some dinner, is there a problem? Just wanna know why are you in this area? I just finished work, I mean, is there something going on? Well, just need to know why you're in this area. I mean, did I do something wrong? Never gave me an answer, proceeded to ask for my registration, driver's license, gave him all the information, left us sitting in the car again about an hour, came back an hour later, gave me back my registration driver's license and said, you're free to go. And um, it was very disturbing to have that happen to me. And this was maybe a year and a half ago that this just happened with my daughter. And um, she was really scared, it scared her. Um, primarily because we were kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like we were, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Chattahoochee Hills, but it was, it was concerning, um, to know that, you know, this is my profession. So I may, as a real estate agent, I may be anywhere. I'm not confined to one part of the city. This is what I, you know, this is what I've done as a profession. This is my 22nd year in business. So to know that I could be stopped in the middle of just doing what I would consider a routine day of business because I'm an African-American woman. 
didn't break any laws, didn't do anything different. And here, you know, racial profiling, it's still something that's happening. So I'd like to know, have you guys ever experienced this? Has anyone else um, had that experience? Any of your family members? You know, how did you handle it? It's always the best thing to do is to cooperate. You know, I know obviously people have been unalived as a result of it. Um, you know, what was important to me is for us to always be safe, you know, for us to always to get back to our home safely. You know, I've always explained to my son, you know, if you're away from home, the ultimate end goal is for you to get back home safely. I've always explained that to my daughter, you know, to always cooperate and to know that these are the types of conversations that you have to have. Um, as an African-American in this country, that you can be perfectly legal, you can perfectly comply with the law, you can be a hardworking individual, law-abiding, and still be treated as though you've broken a law, and the law that you've broken is you were born African-American in this country. And it's so, dis it's, it's, it grieves my spirit to know that people are still, they still are embedded with that type of hatred. And I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't, I, I'll have another episode at another time about it, but I, I really don't understand the hatred. I, I don't understand how you can hate another individual because they look different, because they are different. I don't understand how another race of people can just make a difference and say, you don't look like me. So I'm going to utilize our difference and I'm gonna magnify that and cause my advantage to mistreat you because I'm a law, I'm a, I'm a police officer. So I'm gonna take advantage of my position and I'm gonna mistreat you somehow because I can because you look different. What does that have to do with anything? You don't know me. You don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about my children. So what is the reason to hate me? For what? What did I do to you personally? You never talked to me. You've never talked to my children. You don't know how I live. You don't know where I came from. You don't know how I was raised. I have nothing to do with whatever's going wrong in your life. Whatever your ancestors told you, it's not true. You have the responsibility to go and do the research and find out 99.9% .9 of what your ancestors told you was a lie. It wasn't true. So you've been perpetuating a lie. You've been mistreating people. And you've been taking advantage of your position of authority as a law, a, a, a police officer or, or a judge um, or a district attorney or whatever position you have in law enforcement. You've been taking advantage of those positions and mistreating other ethnic groups because you can, because they're different from you. At some point, you're going to be held accountable for that. 
in this life or the life after this one. And it may look like you've gotten away. It may look like you've gotten by. But every human being will be held accountable for the actions that they're taking. So you will be held accountable for it. And to make a decision to judge someone and treat them unfairly because they're different, that's like looking at your neighbor and saying your neighbor looks different. Your neighbor has different hair. Your neighbor's eye color is different. Your neighbor's nails are different. And so you're going to mistreat them because they're different? That's not a valid reason to be evil to someone. The core of that is rooted in evilness. So racial profiling is very much real and it is unfortunate that it's happened to me three times so far in my lifetime. And it's sad to say that I can say that. So I'd love to hear comments from you guys to see, you know, who else has experienced that and how did you handle it? My prayer is that it wasn't uh, it didn't result in anybody being unalived as a result of it. But cooperate. Don't, don't feed into um, the expectation that you're going to be erratic and, you know, you're going to give them a reason to, to unalive you. Not going to happen. I'm not going to do that. That's not the way that I'm going to behave. I'm more intelligent than that. I have more class and dignity than that. But there you have it. That's this week's episode. I want to thank you guys for joining me. For full episodes, make sure that you are subscribing on Spotify and YouTube to stay connected. Make sure you're following me on TikTok and IG. I love you guys without judgment. Take care and see you next time.